Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Well, this is why... You detest the modern mass media. The New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, the Constipated News Network. I hope you boys out there are taking notes. The journalists are listening. They write stories about me now. And, of course, MSLSD. What a disgrace. I watched 95% of this hearing today, and i got to tell you, you didn't learn a damn thing watching this hearing. Let me tell you exactly what's going on here. And you're going to hear this then after I say it on Fox, and then you're going to hear it by the other radio guy. It's okay. i got to get this out. Adam Schiff and his staff and other Democrats are orchestrating this entire thing. I'll call it a leak and coup campaign. In coordination with the New York Times and the other media outlets, NBC and so forth. Now we know from the New York Times that a CIA operative is the whistleblower. Now what's amazing, we had a hearing today, right? Where was the whistleblower? We're having a hearing today on what the whistleblower is said to have written. But we don't have the main witness. So the witness can be scrutinized and questioned and and cross-examined. Instead, we have Adam Schiff... And the other shiftless crowd on the committee telling we, the people, how tremendous this whistleblower is, how brave and courageous this whistleblower is. I'm like, well, who the hell is he or she? How do you know? How he's patriotic or she's patriotic, noble, righteous, outstanding. So I've been around a while, ladies and gentlemen. I figured Adam Schiff knows exactly who this whistleblower is. Adam Schiff knows exactly who this whistleblower is. And so do his staff. Adam Schiff knows exactly who this whistleblower is. And so does his staff. Because he's been working with the whistleblower and his lawyer. That's how. If you look at the date, if you look at the date of the letter, that was sent to Richard Burr and Adam Schiff. It's dated August 12, 2019. August 12, 2019. And uh, that's several weeks ago. You'll also notice that Sean Davis, the founder of the Federalist, points out that many of the news articles cited by the CIA operative 
the so-called whistleblower who has first-hand knowledge of nothing, are news articles that were cited by Adam Schiff. And so, as he points out, and he's right, when you look at the phony Russia collusion issue and the FISA matters, the leaks came out of the FBI, then the FBI cited the articles that they were responsible for. Adam Schiff is doing exactly the same thing. Adam Schiff should release his phone records. His staff should release their phone records. I'm accusing them of leaking. Now prove me wrong. Now the CIA operative. This is somebody sent to the White House by the CIA to assist the president. This CIA operative had absolutely no role in monitoring the president's phone calls. So what was he doing? Well, when you read his complaint, he hears there's a concern about this phone call discussion that the president had with the president of Ukraine. Then he conducts his own investigation. Conducts his own interviews. Apparently, of people who We're listening and monitoring the president's phone calls. Is that his responsibility? Of course not. We don't even know if he's read into this program. It doesn't matter. Then he files this complaint. And this complaint is really so bogus, it's not even funny. Conclusions of law. Man never read the the information that's in the transcript. And I don't even believe he wrote this complaint. Certainly not by himself. This looks like a lawyer wrote this. I deal with this stuff all the time, and I have over a period of decades. Look at his references to the various United States Code sections. Written like a lawyer. Look at his footnotes. Written like a lawyer. Look at his caveats. Written like a lawyer. Not like a CIA operative. Even has various... Appendixes. It's what lawyers do. Is a CIA operative a lawyer? Now, one of his lawyers, we know as a matter of fact, worked for Schumer and Clinton. There are thousands of lawyers in and around Washington, D.C. But he picks this lawyer to represent him. And it's not a coincidence that a few days ago Chuck Schumer goes to the floor of the Senate and demands a resolution to release this very complaint to the Senate Intelligence Committee. And of course the Republicans throw in. There's a unanimous vote. Sure, release it. We need transparency. Sass is there trashing the president. Romney's there trashing the president. These clowns don't even realize what's going on around them. Useful idiots for the left. There are even people on TV and radio who don't get it. They're just observing, you know, we need all the facts. I've been involved in this stuff for decades. Independent counsel investigations, leak investigations. I know what's taking place here. So does Jeremy Peters. So does Philip Bump. So do all the other so-called journalists who are really leftist. And they know exactly what I'm talking about. And they know I'm exactly right. Now, Adam Schiff receives this on August 12th. Then a few weeks pass. 
we hear that the independent counsel and the Justice Department, his report will be out soon, and then all of a sudden, like clockwork, all of a sudden, like clockwork, this becomes an issue. It starts showing up in the usual Democrat Party press. How could that happen? Somebody's leaking. Well, who's leaking? Schiff, that's who's leaking. The House Intelligence Committee's leaking, among others. They're leaking to their favorite media types, but not enough to have their fingerprints on it. Got to have a little bit of wrong information and so forth and so on, but enough to create a hurricane of interest. As I said, Schiff cites news articles which the so-called whistleblower, the CIA operative, cites. How can that be? So Schiff holds this hearing today, builds up the so-called whistleblower, the CIA operative, who has no first-hand information, conducts his own little investigation on the side. Today they accuse the White House and the President of a cover-up and breaking the law. Cover-up because the President gets to determine whether or not to assert executive privilege. He chooses not to. So they got the document a week later. Now you don't understand, Mark. It's a cover-up. They're furious that he released that document. Because they don't even make sense talking about a cover-up or obstruction. When he released, waived executive privilege. Same thing he did with Mueller. Gave him everything he wanted. Now I'm going to tell you what we have here. A year and a half ago when I told you that this president and his campaign had been surveilled, I came under brutal attack. I don't care. It turned out to be correct, didn't it? And we will fight back. We have an effort here by the CIA, a rogue element within the CIA, working with the Democrats and now the press, to overthrow a duly elected president. The CIA, which has overthrown governments before, South Vietnam, Iran, other places, Chile with Allende. Now they're working to overthrow this president. Now you heard this here first. It'll be repeated. And I will be attacked for this. But it is exactly the case. Just remember Mr. Brennan. Who used to head the CIA. What kind of a reprobate he is. Just look at CNN and MSNBC. Not before dinner though. And you'll see. What kind of reprobates from the FBI and the CIA and other intelligence services, they bring on their programs. Everybody who works at the CIA is not a patriot. Everybody who works at the FBI is not a patriot. The vast majority are, but there are rogue elements. If we learned anything in the last two and a half to three years, that's what we've learned. That's what we've learned. Brennan, day in and day out, trying to take out his president on various cable channels, quoted all the time. Repeatedly. By the Democrat Party press. Those elements are in fact in the CIA and other intelligence agencies. And they're still there. And now they're trying to take out the President of the United States. Another coup. 
And Mr. Schiff is working with them, and the media are working with them. I have a simple question to ask you, so you'll hear this now by the cable hosts and tomorrow by the radio hosts. If this phone call and the discussion between the president and the president of the Ukraine was so over the top, why didn't those who were actually monitoring the discussion use the Whistleblower Act and file complaints of their own? Not a single one did. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? None of them. None of them filed whistleblower complaints. So they wrapped this CAA operative in the whistleblower statute, and in my view, it shouldn't even apply to him. He didn't have any first-hand knowledge. It's not a fact witness. It's hearsay. And then he goes around doing interviews. And when, in fact, you read his document, you'll see that it reads like a special pleading against the President of the United States, mostly on policy. Meaning the CIA has nothing to do with policy. The intelligence community has nothing to do with policy. The President decides policy. There was no intelligence violation here. There was no threat to American national security here, despite the self-serving comments of this rogue CIA operative who had no authority to monitor the phone calls but goes through the back door. The way this presented itself in the media, the way Schiff has been conducting himself throughout and during the course of this hearing, the way this document is written, the fact that a Schumer-Clinton former staffer is his lawyer, the fact that Schumer went to the floor of the Senate the other day, Demanding that this complaint be provided to the United States Senate, it's all just a little too cozy. And you heard it here first. Just as you heard the surveillance point a year and a half ago here first. It's not a conspiracy, it's a fact. This is what's going on behind the scenes. If I'm wrong, then Mr. Schiff shouldn't worry about, as the liberals like to say, releasing his phone records for the last 90 days. And unfortunately, the Freedom of Information Act doesn't apply to Mr. Schiff in Congress because they have exempted themselves. Or Mr. Schiff's Democrat Party staff. Or the other Democrats on the committee. Maybe we can get the CIA operative's phone records. But no, 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 Mark, he's a whistleblower. You can't attack a whistleblower any more than you can attack a Biden or a Hillary Clinton. How about the CIA operative's phone records? And all the other records that he has. Just to see if he's leaked or anything. Watch them come to the defense of the CIA. They have hated the CIA since its very founding. The way they came to the defense of the FBI. They hate the FBI and they hated Comey. But all of a sudden they loved them. When they were doing the dirty work against the President of the United States. We're going to have on this program Fred Flights, who's a former CIA analyst, president CEO of the Center for Security Policy, briefly was on the National Security Council. And in the next hour, we're going to have Sean Davis, one of the founders of the Federalist, who has a brilliant analysis that he has provided too. And just so you know, nothing that I've told you 
has reached even the level of curiosity in the media. None of them are curious about the background of this whistleblower. None of them are curious about how this came to be. None of them are curious over the fact that none of the other monitors, actual monitors, this operative was not, filed any kind of complaint as whistleblowers. And none of them really looked at this and said, wait a minute, CIA operative didn't just write this letter. He had help from lawyers. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Why would Nancy Pelosi call for a formal impeachment inquiry 24 hours before the release of the actual transcript? Because they had the CIA operatives documented information. It didn't matter what the transcript said. They had this guy's document which interpreted the phone call. That's why they didn't have to wait for the transcript. And yet the transcript is really quite innocent. But the CIA operative's description of what took place is far more, quote-unquote, damaging. So Nancy Pelosi didn't have to wait for the transcript. They had the rogue CIA operative's information. That's why she didn't wait. That's why she, in her own mind, figured the transcript was helpful, at least it wasn't hurtful. That's why they're trying to reinterpret what's what's in the transcript to get it to comport with what this rogue CIA operative had to say. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now I want to tell you about Imprimus. The free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, 
mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers in Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Well, it's a pleasure to have Fred Flights on the program, President and CEO of the Center for Security Policy, former CIA analyst, former NSC staffer. Fred Flights, you also were one of the individuals who would monitor the President of the United States' uh, phone calls with foreign officials. Isn't that correct? Well, I didn't listen in uh, to the calls, Mark, but as Executive Secretary of the National Security Council, I would edit them and process them before they were sent to Ambassador Bolton's office. Mm-hmm. What do you make? Now we know it's a uh, CIA operative who was sent to the White House from the CIA to do what these guys normally do, but this guy didn't do what you normally do. What do you make of this? Well, it's really strange. Now, we know that most of these phone calls are transcribed by intelligence officers in the Situation Room, and there may be intelligence officers in the regional bureaus, like the Europe Bureau, that may have been shown the transcript. But this guy, and we know it's a guy from the New York Times, uh, did not listen into the call and did not see the transcript. He was sh- sh- it was told to him by someone else, and apparently he spoke to several people. Now, these well, let, let me let me just say this: he apparently conducted his own little mini investigation. It seems. Well, I mean that could be too. But look, these are really sensitive. These calls. You're not supposed to back brief your bosses or talk to your home agency about who the president is talking to. This is a major violation of trust. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more than a violation of trust, isn't it? I mean, it undermines the entire system. How the hell is a president supposed to talk to another foreign leader? No, that, that, that's exactly right. And, you know, the fact that intelligence personnel were involved in transcribing the calls doesn't make an intelligence matter. It wasn't the business of the intelligence inspector general, and it certainly is not the business of Adam Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee. Well, I have another question for you that I raised earlier in this program. If this was so over the top, then why didn't anybody else who actually transcribed what took place or listened to what took place and took notes of what took place, why didn't any of them file a whistleblower complaint? I, I think that's right. You know, it's strange. It's, it's strange that it was done in this way. You know, if something terrible had happened, like I want people who see uh, abuses or wrongdoing to report it. But they could have gone to the Judiciary Committees, Foreign Affairs, the Defense Committees. But it's very strange. But well, wait a minute. But he, this guy didn't hear anything. He well, didn't I, see I, anything. I but let's assume that he did. It's very strange he was filed with the Intelligence Committee Inspector General, just as Adam Schiff was making the identical complaints last month. And voila, this complaint goes to his committee. You see, I think lawyers with Schiff helped write this complaint. Yep. The complaint was too perfect. It looked like law professors wrote it. Oh, yeah, it had the perfect sections, the way lawyers write them in briefs. It had footnotes. It was organized like a brief. Very detailed footnotes. 
I can't write that way. Now, you can, because you're an attorney. But this guy was a Ukraine political analyst at the CIA, according to uh, the New York Times. I'll tell you, political analysts don't write this way. Maybe he had a friend in the CIA who was an attorney. But given what Schiff's been saying about this very topic, he's been tweeting about it, it's simply too coincidental that this complaint happens to show up and happens to go to his committee. And, and not only this... The date of the letter is August 12th. Doesn't that mean that Schiff got the letter sometime around that date? Well, I mean, another aspect of this is that I worked on the Intelligence Committee staff, and I was with the CIA. Whistleblowers go to these committees directly all the time. And I think that probably this person went to the House Intel Committee, and they decided, they schemed, how can we do this so we can do maximum pressure to the president and make sure the complaint, come, the complaint comes to the House Intel Committee? It's almost the way the Russia matter came up with leaks from top-level CIA to the media. Then they used those stories in a five signal plane. It's almost the way the Kavanaugh situation worked. I feel like they're pretty much doing the same thing here. What do you think? It, it, it does. It, it really looks like this was pre-cooked. This was a group of people. It could, have inclu- it could have included outside groups. I've heard reports that there are outside groups who are trying to target conservatives at the State Department, coming up, helping people formulate complaints against State Department personnel. So, uh, you know, we don't know exactly who is behind this, but if this whistleblower comes before the House Intel Committee, this, this person, this guy has to be asked under oath, who else did you talk to about this? Who did you work with? What about his phone records? I mean, if we're going to have the president's uh, phone calls, we got to have his phone records, Schiff's phone records, the Democrat staff up there. Then we can really get to the bottom of this. Let's get his phone records, and let's get the log of who came into the House Intelligence Committee skiff over the last two months and see if this person's name is on it. And, uh, Fred, flights of all the lawyers you could pick, and there's a hell of a lot of them in and around Washington, D.C. One of the lawyers he picks is a staffer, was, to Schumer, and to Hillary Clinton. And I found it very interesting a couple days ago, Schumer wasn't focused on the transcript. He was focused on the complaint. And he brought a resolution to the floor that passed unanimously to get that complaint to the Senate Intelligence Committee. Not the transcript, the complaint. Isn't that interesting? I, 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 thought, that, I thought that was very interesting. Um, but, I mean, there, there, this is bad for many reasons. It's a bad precedent of, of federal employees lodging complaints against the president based on his foreign policy discussions with a foreign leader and intelligence officers who are essentially collecting intelligence on the president since they monitor these phone calls. They're not supposed to brief their home agencies. They're not supposed to to discuss this with others. Obviously, that's going on. You know, uh, you may think this is a bridge too far because you've been at the CIA, so you may not like what I'm going to say, but you know, the CIA's been known to topple governments before, and if this is the case with this guy, we have a rogue, in my view, CIA operative, very political, working with Democrats on the Capitol Hill. I think that's exactly what's going on here. This is just too transparent to me. I don't think most CIA officers operate this way. I think most of them are appalled. No, I, I didn't say most do. That's not my I, point. I, I called him rogue for a reason. Well, I mean, you're right. This is a rogue officer. This is a rogue officer who's trying to hurt the president. And I really think that this person's working closely with attorneys with the House Intel Committee. Uh, I mean, and then there's various reasons. I read through this, and I just thought, this is stuff, stuff that normal intelligence analysts would not know about, wouldn't ask for. And, and it's very, it is strange. 
If he had to complain about this, maybe one or two pages, but it goes on and on and on. He's got attachments on the thing and everything else. And I'm reading through this. He's bringing up Rudy Giuliani. He's bringing up the New York Times. He takes a shot at Barr. Uh, and none of it's firsthand, of course. He just does all these things. It's like, and it, it's, it's like written for impeachment. I know. That's why it, it, it really doesn't. An intelligence officer, look, there's lots of intelligence officers who have political agendas, but I, I got to tell you that this is a really unusual complaint. It looks like, as I said, it was written by law professors. It was written to hurt the president. It was written to advance efforts by the House to impeach the president. And now, by the way, in the New York Times, uh, his lawyer, the Clintonoid and Schumerite, is saying he really doesn't want his, his client's name known because it could be dangerous. So in other words... According to the Democrat, we should impeach the President of the United States based on what a rogue CIA operative said who didn't have first-hand knowledge and we're not allowed to know his name. Now, does that make any sense to you? Now, look, if you see wrongdoing, you speak out, even if it costs you your job. That's called ethics. I mean, you stand up for what's right, and you don't hide behind, oh, well, I want to keep my job, and I also want to, I also want to tell the truth and do the right thing. No, you do the right thing, and if the American people knows, finds out, you should be proud of what you did and, and take a stand. And I think it's cowardice to do otherwise. It says here in the New York Times, which is really uh, basically verbatim, you should hear the first sentence in this article. The whistleblower who revealed that President Trump sought foreign help for his reelection. That's not what that transcript says. And that the White House sought to cover it up. That's not what that transcript says is a CIA officer who was detailed to work at the White House at one point, according to three people familiar with his identity. It goes on to say, lawyers for the whistleblower refused to confirm that he worked for the CIA and said that publishing information about him was dangerous. Quote, any decision to report any perceived identifying information of the whistleblower is deeply concerning and reckless, and it can place the individual in harm's way, said Andrew Bakaj, B-A-K-A-J, lead counsel. The whistleblower has a right to anonymity. The whistleblower has no rights whatsoever. He's trying to take down a president of the United States, and the document that he put together, and I agree with you with others, is now being used as, as the hammer. He doesn't get that. The American people can't be treated this way. I don't think the American people will be fooled by this. I think this hearing was a disaster. And, you know, it was really amusing to hear Adam Schiff grilling Director of National Intelligence McGuire on all these questions about do you agree about this or that on decisions made by the president on foreign policy concerning Ukraine. And McGuire said over and over again, I can't comment on that. See, this is not within the purview of an intelligence committee or the intelligence community. And that's why McGuire couldn't answer. And, you know, when you look at the transcript, Fred Flights, and then when you look at what this, and I'll call him what I want, rogue CIA operative wrote, what he wrote is much, much worse than what's in the transcript. Do you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. And I think Schiff misrepresented the transcript also. Yes. Uh, the purpose is to get to a political end. And I think basically Schiff and others are gambling with the American people won't read the transcript of the whistleblowing complaint, and if they do, they won't understand it. All right, Fred Flights, I appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Good to be here. All right, take care of yourself. That's a former CIA analyst, former National Security Council Executive Secretary, also an individual who worked on the Intelligence Committee on Capitol Hill. I'm going to continue to press this. This show is monitored by friends and foe. 
It's monitored by other radio hosts. It's monitored by TV hosts, including on Fox. I'm just telling you. Well, I believe, just trust me on this. I have a background for this. I know what I'm talking about. Just as I did March in 2017, when I saw the leaks to the New York Times and the Washington Post and to other media outlets, and I told you the FBI is leaking. They're leaking. They have surveilled the President of the United States. They have surveilled his campaign, all of which has turned out to be true. I smell exactly what's going on here. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. a request to the backbenchers on TV and radio. Will you at least let me appear on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, which I am, before you steal what I say? I don't have a problem with you stealing it and spreading it because I think it's about, but will you at least wait two and a half hours? Right, Mr. Producer? Just let me say my piece at 9.30. Then go ahead and rip me off. It's okay. Then. I need to explain it first so you don't screw it up. Jeremy Peters of the New York Times. Rather than trying to caricature who I am and what I say, why don't you act a little bit more honestly? I am prepared. I am prepared. With Mr. Schiff and his staff and other Democrats on that committee. To emphatically state and have that they have been working with the lawyers and lawyer for this rogue CIA operative, that they had his document in their possession early on, and that they've been working with you in the media. And this has all been so timed. And you're all doing enormous damage to this country. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I can prove that I'm right. If Mr. Schiff will release 90 days of his phone records, cell phone and landline records. 
If his staff will release 90 days of their records, I bet you will see phone call after phone call to the New York Times, to CNN, to NBC, to the Washington Post, to MSNBC, the Associated Press, to the Wall Street Journal. I guarantee it. The Intelligence Committee, where they're supposed to keep their mouth shut. I guarantee it. And so people have been perplexed. Dana Perino, wonderful young lady. Really. She has said over and over correctly, why would Nancy Pelosi, who's supposed to be smart, do this? Why wouldn't she wait for the transcript to come out? Because she already had, or was informed about, the so-called whistleblower's complaint. Which is far more aggressive than anything that appears in that transcript. Pelosi didn't have to wait for the transcript. And now what they're trying to do is rewrite the transcript effectively to get it to fit with the whistleblower's screed against the President of the United States. The whistleblower's screed against the President of the United States. And of course he's a whistleblower. He's courageous. He's patriotic. We can't even know his name according to his lawyers. That would be dangerous. This man was violated every sense of his responsibility and his oath to try and take down a president of the United States. Which the radical left within the Democrat Party is trying to use. To use in an impeachment? And we the people can't know more? Have you noticed how incurious the media are about the whistleblower? Oh yeah, they'll tell us a little. About his or her connections to various politicians. You know, the inspector general did point out that he had a partisan aspect to him. How come they don't tell us about that? There seems to be no interest. Just as there seems to be no interest in Joe Biden. As I say, we'll have Sean Davis on the program. He's one of the founders of The Federalist, which is a great website. He had some very, very intelligent thoughts today. But there is Joe Biden and his son, who are corrupt as hell. Where there was a quid pro quo. I said the other day, and so of course it was mentioned on cable TV, I asked, where is Hunter Biden? Remember that, Mr. Producer? Where's Hunter Biden? It's like, where's Waldo? That's what I said. Go back and listen. I had the podcast. Well, where is he? And why aren't the media hunting him down? I asked that too. No interest whatsoever. And why does the New York Times lie? Lie about its first sentence in its article about the rogue CIA operative. You see, I remember when the New York Times, when it wasn't covering up the Holocaust, was very upset when the CIA was behind various coups of our enemies in Iran, in Chile, and in other places. But now the New York Times and the left, of course, they love this rogue CIA uh, uh, operative. And his coup effort. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. No, I didn't say all CIA officials. Of course I would. Remember Valerie Plame? There are leftists in that department and in that agency. Remember? Remember the head of that CIA department under Obama? Well, they're at it right now. I'll be right back. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Here's something that's remarkable to me. Even some formerly pretty decent journalists are falling into the trap here. We have Senator Chris Murphy in a piece by John Solomon the other day who admits that he threatened, effectively, the Ukrainian government uh, insisting that they uh, not, not go after Joe Biden. Earlier this month, during a bipartisan meeting in Kiev, Chris Murphy, Senator of Connecticut, delivered a pointed message to Ukraine's new president, Vladimir Zelensky. Vladimir Zelensky. While choosing his words carefully, Murphy made clear, by his own account, that Ukraine currently enjoys bipartisan support for its U.S. aid, but that could be jeopardized if the new president acquiesced a request by President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to investigate past corruption allegations involving Americans, including former Vice President Joe Biden. Now, here's what I don't understand. If it's an impeachable offense for the President of the United States to talk to the President, same President of Ukraine, not even in terms like this, I mean, this is mafioso terms, then why shouldn't Senator Murphy be expelled from the Senate? You get my point, Mr. Producer? If, if you're interfering now in an election, in this case, on the side of Joe Biden, Warning the Ukrainians not to investigate Joe Biden. Why isn't Senator Chris Murphy, at a minimum, facing an ethics investigation, but, more to the point, an act of expulsion? We have three United States senators, all Democrats, who did something else. They put the strong arm on the president of Ukraine, actually the general prosecutor, And they insisted that they assist Robert Mueller in his investigation of the President of the United States, obviously trying to ruin Donald Trump. How come none of them are facing an ethics investigation? How come none of them are being considered for expulsion from the United States Senate? Why is that not the case? I say this in all seriousness. Then we get these kind of mindless, asinine, knee-jerk pieces. And here it is, the New York Times, Jeremy Peters. I've never spoken to Jeremy Peters in my life, but he seems to know me. And he starts his piece, which was updated at 5.38 p.m. Eastern Time, right before my program. Mark Levin, the talk radio host who's been one of President Trump's most ardent defenders, tried to offer his listeners some reassurance this week as they process the dizzying developments in Washington. Quote, there's a lot of disinformation and misinformation, he warned. I'm here to help us walk through this and defend this nation against a tyranny in our midst. And he cites other talkers. With a president facing an impeachment inquiry and a whistleblower report made public Thursday, that raised new questions about whether he tried to cover up his efforts to enlist Ukraine's help. This is now the mantra from the New York Times. How did he do so? Well, they put the notes, that is the transcript from the 
discussion he had with the president of the Ukraine under one system as opposed to another system. Now, why would they do that? There could be a thousand reasons why they did that. How is that a cover-up? Or maybe the president, they say, this executive privilege. He may have asserted executive privilege. Yeah, he may have, over a conversation he has with another head of state. That clearly falls into separation of powers. And yet he made it public, like no president before. But they want to use the word, or it could be two words, depending on how you spell it. Cover-up. The New York Times has it, two words. Cover-up. Now, you see, we are trying to cover, they're trying to cover, they say here, allies of the White House and the pro-Trump media wasted no time constructing their own version of events. <coughs> their narrative emits key facts like Trump's entreaty to the Ukrainian president. What? What did I do here when this transcript was released, Mr. I read the whole thing on the air, didn't I? Word for word, syllable for syllable, something nobody's done on television. I read every word of it to you, so you'd have the complete context. We didn't omit any facts. Their words echo the president himself. I have no idea what the president's saying when I prepare for my program. If I happen to hear it, I hear it. We have a clip, we have a clip. But look how they, look how they write. The potential political benefit is significant. Mr. Limbaugh, Mr. Levin, and Sean Hannity have a combined weekly radio audience of nearly 42 million listeners. So in other words, we're a problem. This is something that unfortunately Benjamin Netanyahu does not have in Israel. That is, some serious broadcasters. Goes on later. The president's media defenders often characterize the investigation and media coverage not merely as political attacks on Mr. Trump, but as a culture war against people who support him. Right. You know, like they're neo-Nazis and they're deplorables and we go on and on and on. Look, I'm going to tell you something, Jeremy Peters. I don't know you. I don't know you. But if you had any self-respect, you wouldn't be working for a newspaper that covered up the Holocaust. If you had any self-respect, you wouldn't be working for a newspaper that employed Walter Durante and covered up Stalin's genocide against Ukrainians. In fact, he did more than cover it up. He was a mouthpiece for him. If you had any self-respect, you would have resigned from this newspaper because it's hired bigots and anti-Semites. If you had any self-respect, you would have resigned from this newspaper because of the two cartoons it ran. That might work in one of Adolf Hitler's state-run newspapers, but shouldn't be in the New York Times. But you and the others who work there apparently have no self-respect. Yes, slavery began in 1619, that too, right? You don't need to be writing about me, you need to be writing about yourself. A little circumspection wouldn't hurt, a little self-policing wouldn't hurt. But apparently it's a bridge too far. John Solomon has a blockbuster article out right now. Mr. Producer, I would like you to link to it on my social sites. And the headline should be, John Solomon further exposes Joe Biden's, uh, let's do it this way, the Biden family's corruption. And we'll link to it. It starts like this. Former Vice President Joe Biden, now a 2020 Democratic presidential contender, 
as locked into a specific story about the controversy in Ukraine. He insists that in spring of 2016, he strong-armed Ukraine to fire its chief prosecutor solely because Biden believed the official was corrupt and inept, not because the Ukrainian was investigating a natural gas company, Burisma Holdings, that hired Biden's son, Hunter, into a lucrative job. And I want to remind you, we have a tremendous show Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, where I interview Peter Schweizer, who was the first to expose this. There's just one problem, writes Solomon. Hundreds of pages of never-released memos and documents, many from inside the American team helping Burisma to stave off its legal troubles, conflict with Biden's narrative. And they raised the troubling prospect that U.S. officials may have painted a false picture in Ukraine that helped erase Burisma's legal troubles and stop prosecutors' plans to interview Hunter Biden during the 2016 U.S. presidential election. You know what's amazing? Not a single reporter in the last several weeks has interviewed Hunter Biden. I think one magazine, liberal magazine, has, but no one else. I haven't seen it on MSNBC, CNN. I haven't seen it on Fox. I haven't seen it anywhere. You know what else is amazing? Not a single committee chairman in the United States Senate, where the Republicans have a majority, have subpoenaed Hunter Biden or his records. So intimidated by the New York Times and the rest of the media. I'm not intimidated by any of them. For instance, Burisma's American legal representative met with Ukrainian officials just days after Biden forced the firing of the country's chief prosecutor and offered an apology of dissemination of false information by U.S. representatives and public figures about the Ukrainian prosecutors, according to the Ukrainian government's official memo of the meeting. The effort to secure that meeting began the same day the prosecutor's firing was announced. Now, I'm going to get into this more detail, but I want to bring uh, Sean Davis of the Federalists in and his, uh, and his wisdom. We'll be right back. Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Sean Davis of The Federalist. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. We haven't met before, have we? I know. That's a shame. It's amazing. All these years of dual brilliance. But anyway, it's nice to meet you now. What did you make of the hearings today? Uh, I thought the hearings were pretty much a farce. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a dud, too. Did you learn anything? 
Uh, I learned how Craven Schiff is. I mean, if it's possible to learn any more about that. Now, you posted on Twitter. Uh, you noticed something about these articles and the complaint uh, that was filed on August 12th. Tell us about that. So it's interesting. So Schiff and other Democrats have been claiming for a while that uh, everything was withheld for them, that the uh, Trump administration was uh, blocking their ability to get access to these vital complaints. And then we actually get wind of the actual copy of the report this morning, and it shows it was dated August 12th, both to Richard Burr, chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, and Adam Schiff, chair of the House uh, Intel Committee. So Schiff was dribbling out details on his Twitter account uh, long before we know that the complaints were delivered to him. So I guess my question is, when did he actually learn of this? Uh, did he and his staff work with this whistleblower or his legal or PR team? Because this seems to be an awfully calculated, cor- orchestrated hit uh, along the same lines of what the left and the Democrats and the media did with the Steele dossier and the Russian collusion hoax. And uh, Brett Kavanaugh. It seems to be the same, uh, the same plan every step of the way. Let, let me ask you this. Did you look really carefully at what the CIA operative wrote? I was speaking to Fred Flights earlier, former CIA analyst and more than that, but, and I looked at it immediately as a lawyer, and I said, a lawyer wrote this. And he said to me, as a CIA analyst with really a policy background in Ukraine, which is apparently what this guy has, he said, there's probably no way he wrote something like this. I'm convinced that he wrote this with help, or he wrote this, may I say, in collusion with others. What do you take? What's your take? That that was obvious to me. The way it was written, it was so lawyerly. It was written to be leaked. Um, The way it was written, the way it referred to various officials that I spoke to and officials informed me, and an official told me that. uh, It it read, honestly, exactly like the Steele dossier. It's all third-hand it was not an intelligence document. It was not a complaint. It was a media-ready document that was written so it could be leaked and used to attack the Trump administration. There, there's simply no way that that whistleblower wrote that. And I, and I conclude in part many things from this, but one of the things I conclude, people have been puzzled over why Nancy Pelosi, 24 hours before getting the transcript, you know, said, I hereby uh, am directing an official impeachment inquiry, which is kind of odd, but she did. Well, why would she do that before the transcript? Why? Because they had this, the complaint. And what would be better than the complaint? The transcript doesn't even come close to the complaint. Right. And and I think the problem they had, uh, and it's something that uh, hopefully Trump and a lot of people on the right have learned, is that their little strategy only works when the underlying documents and facts can be hidden, and they can be hidden behind classifications. The fact that Trump released that transcript first off showed that the whole thing was bogus all the claims they had made about what Trump allegedly said were completely false, which is why they just decided to lie about them so they could match the previous narrative. And then number one, number two, the actual complaint is riddled with errors, that there are multiple falsehoods throughout, which is as big a problem as the fact that this guy claims to be a whistleblower when the whistleblower wasn't even in his hand or his mouth, let alone the same room. It it was gossip and hearsay throughout the entire complaint. And the other thing I noticed... The actual people who were monitoring and writing about the call, not one of them filed a complaint as a whistleblower, did they? No, no, they didn't. And I almost suspect that that was deliberate. Uh, Reading between the lines of this complaint, it it seemed apparent to me that the actual people who had seen uh, the transcript, who had heard the call and all this, 
they didn't want to be implicated. So, of course, they couldn't be the whistleblowers. So who better to pick than someone who didn't have access to any of it and who I, I assume wouldn't be able to be charged with leaking classified information because, after all, he didn't have access to it. And what was especially funny to me is at one point in the complaint, the guy says the fact that the information was classified and was placed on a classified server and restricted so people like him couldn't get it and leak it was proof of Trump's corruption somehow. (laughs) And they say, well, it was moved from one server to another. Well, who the hell cares? It's not supposed to be public. You can only move stuff from one server to the other if it's about yoga routines and wedding plans. Yeah, exactly. Meaning Hillary, of course. Um, John Brennan has issued a statement saying he's, he's very proud of the whistleblower. There is this element, this rogue element within the CIA, within the FBI. We're not talking, obviously, about all the wonderful folks who work there, who apparently are using their, uh, their, their positions to try and take out this president. And it really is a coup. What, what the hell else would you call this? Right, it is, and it's, it's been ongoing for months, if not years. And if you recall, back when Trump was first elected, uh, Schumer and several members of the intel community vowed to do to Trump exactly what they're doing now. They said, if you come after us, which is what Trump is doing with the Barr and Durham investigation and the IG investigation into the FISA abuse, they said, if you come after us, we will take you down. You can't fight us. We have ways. They're, they're doing exactly what they said they would do. And you know... Uh, Sean Davis of the Federalists. Same script here. They want to take out Bill Barr. They want him to recuse himself because this this rogue uh, CIA operative happens to mention Bill Barr in his in his uh, complaint, supposedly his complaint. So now you see Bill Barr has to recuse himself. What are we going to get next? A special counsel? Right. They're they're playing the same game they always do. So they'll leak anonymous allegations, then they'll slowly leak out details about the the leaker to paint him or her as a, a sterling victim with impeccable credentials. Uh, and so that's so you can't question them, just like they did with Christine Blasey Ford, who allegedly couldn't fly on planes. <clears throat> and then once well, that information comes out, they start attacking the investigators, which is why Barr was listed in there. They want to prevent the investigators from getting to the bottom of the actual facts. And in the uh, New York Times today, actually just a few hours ago, their, their first sentence is so appalling. They're, they're, they're saying there's a cover-up. How is there a cover-up? I don't even understand their, their, their conspiracy. What's the cover-up? It, it, tr- Trump released the transcript, which is unprecedented. He released the complaint, which is unprecedented. It, it, it's eerily similar to what they did when uh, DOJ released the whole Mueller report, and they said, you're trying to cover this up. Well, what possibly are they covering up? They put the facts out there for everyone to read, and they don't like the facts, which is why you have all the networks like CNN and MSNBC just lying about the transcript because they were disappointed that it didn't fit their predetermined narrative. You're so right. They're lying about the transcript to try and fit it into the complaint. Well, Sean Davis, I want to thank you, and we'll have to do this more often. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. It was a pleasure. Yeah, you too. We'll be right back. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. 
Now, this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. The media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. We're going to regroup here a little bit. There's just a ton of breaking news. In the last hour, we're going to go to the John Solomon piece I started, because I can't do it justice with uh, fits and starts here. So we want to take our time with that. It's all about Biden, how Biden's all wrapped up. You won't read it. Trust me, you won't hear about it on the uh, so-called mainstream media, which is not mainstream and never has been. But there is this story. Republicans want whistleblower sources as inconsistencies and complaint emerge. Damn right. Tell you, that's why this show is important. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, AMAC. In a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history, who is defending you in Washington? Who speaks for conservatives? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. That's who. AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits while boldly defending America's priceless constitution, sacred history, individual liberties, and basic moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security, freedom of speech and religion, and values articulated by Reagan and Trump like a strong defense, limited government, and lower taxes. Hard to believe we're here, but we're here. And AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices and preserving America's core values for the future. They oppose the rise of socialism and the Medicare for all nonsense. Now, if you're not an AMAC member, you should be. The next election will decide our nation's future. We will either be true to America's noble past and principles or drift deeper into a sea of moral relativism. Folks, sign up today. They have great benefits and discounts, too. Go to amac.us. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Breaking. This is breaking. Top Republicans pushed to identify the White House officials who told a whistleblower of alleged misconduct by the Trump administration as Democrats ramped up their impeachment inquiry and several apparent inconsistencies emerged in the whistleblower's complaint. Republicans specifically questioned why the whistleblower sources in the White House didn't file a complaint themselves, which is what I'm saying, and whether crimes may have been committed as they fed him information. Andy Biggs raised this on Shemp's Smith show. And, of course, Shemp was more concerned that the whistleblower might have his sources revealed. I thought news people wanted to know about that sort of stuff. Well, some do, some don't. The whistleblower complaint, released earlier in the day, contained no first-hand accounts of wrongdoing. It cited information from White House officials who alleged there had been efforts to hide Trump's July phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, among other conversations. Now, what they're saying about this hiding and cover-up in the New York slimes is a disgusting disgrace. I'd ask the six million European Jews who were slaughtered, but they're slaughtered. 
so they can't comment on the New York slimes that covered up their fate. That's why I'll never respect that rag. Ever. Jeremy Peters. Why does it matter if the transcript, that is the the combined notes of the president's comments to the president of Ukraine are on one server versus another on a classified server. They were never supposed to be made public. So who cares if they're on a classified server or something else? And of course the president had problems with people leaking his conversations with the head of Australia and the head of Mexico. They're rational, logical, common sense answers for all this, but you can't have, you gotta have a conspiracy here. You know, they attack this guy, Alex Jones. I don't know Alex Jones. They're a hundred times worse than Alex Jones. A hundred times. According to the whistleblower complaint, by mid-May, U.S. diplomat Kurt Volker sought to contain the damage, quote-unquote, from Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani's outreach to the Ukraine. But a July 10 message conversation from Volker to Giuliani provided to Fox News on Thursday, showed that Volker had, in fact, encouraged Giuliani to reach out to Ukraine, even sending Giuliani a message reading, connecting you here with Andrei Yermak, who's very close to President Zelensky. So what's the problem? Complaint also said Trump suggested Zelensky might want to help. His current prosecutor general claimed not supported by the transcript. CBS News reported late Thursday that the whistleblower complaint further inaccurately claimed that a State Department official was on the call with Zelensky. The memo was not a verbatim transcript. It was based on notes and recollections of those memorializing the call. And it goes on. This complaint is trash. It's set up. We need to know who set this up. We need to know who violated our intelligence rules. This is another, as they say, Russia dossier, filled with BS. And as I've been saying, I've also been posting today, if this was so over the top, it's amazing to me that these people who are actually monitoring the phone call didn't file their own whistleblower complaints. Of course not. But don't worry, we are assured by Adam Schiff that this guy's Terrific, because Adam Schiff knew who he was. Or Adam Schiff wouldn't say that. This is a setup again. This is an inside job. First one came out of the FBI. This one's coming out of the CIA. John Brennan. Still has his friends there, I take it. You ever watch these uh, CNN and MSNBC shows with these former CIA and former FBI. 99% of the people working these agencies are patriots, but there's that 1%. That 1% like John Brennan, like Valerie Plame, like Amy McCabe, like Stroke, like Page. That 1%. Like John Brennan. Did I say him enough? Now, of course, the lawyer for the rogue CIA operative doesn't even want his client's name known. Sorry, pal. Too late for that crap. And I want to know who wrote this document. I want to know who wrote the document. I want to know Adam Schiff's role. I want to know the role the 
Democratic staffers on that committee. We want their phone records for the last 90 days. Their text messages, their emails. Don't they demand that of the President of the United States? But you see, the same law doesn't apply to them. They're the ones who are above the law. And now you know why, as I said repeatedly. Nancy Pelosi was so cocksure that even 24 hours before the transcript was released, that she, like a fascistic dictator, declared that we are now going to have an official impeachment inquiry. Well, of course, one clown in the House doesn't get to make such a declaration. But a clown is what a clown is. Now you know why. Because they had the complaint. They knew it was in the complaint. Complaint was much better than the actual transcript, which the complainant, that is the rogue CIA operative, never saw. It's okay, he conducted his own little mini-interview. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely disgusting. The inconsistencies in the document. No first-hand accounts. So we had a hearing today without the whistleblower, that is the rogue CIA operative, so he couldn't be cross-examined, he couldn't be scrutinized, not just by the committee, but by the American people. But his handiwork, and that of others, of course, the complaint that we have, all of it hearsay. And so none of the Republican members are of a, a, can question either the main antagonist or the handiwork by the person who wrote it. Instead, we get the acting director of national intelligence who's attacked left and right. Man who served in the military, I think it was 37 years, in remarkable positions. Adam Schiff trying to put words in his mouth. Hines, St- Stilwell, all of these, these reprobates, trying to put words in the man's mouth trying to get him to condemn the President of the United States. And he pretty much was successful in avoiding that. But there's the New York Times today. Tonight. Talking about Trump trying to influence the election. Doesn't talk about the three Democrat senators in their letter. Doesn't talk about Senator Murphy in his meeting. No, can't do that. That would upset the narrative. Right, Jeremy Peters? Right, Philly Bump? Who's Philly Bump? Philip Bump of the Washington Post. Sorry, I didn't name him. It is what it is. Oh, the media in our country. Oh. I really hope you've read on Freedom of the Press. I really do. You'll understand exactly what's taking place here. I don't mean in every moment. I mean fundamentally what we're up against here. Fundamentally what we're up against here. And you see, Adam Schiff starts his, his hearing today with a fictional parody. He has to. And they have to cherry-pick from the transcript. They have to try and fit the transcript into the rogue CIA operative's complaint. Because the transcript is really quite neutral. It's not a big deal. So they have to tell us what's in the transcript. It's there for you to read. I read, I think, the whole thing to you last night. The whole thing. I didn't cherry-pick three sentences out of there and try and connect them up. 
which is what apparently every news person, bar one or two, is doing today. Isn't it amazing? The media, not concerned in the least of what's taking place around the President of the United States with the CIA. A rogue CIA operative involved in a coup effort here. We want to know who he reported to, who he spoke to. We have a right to know. It's our government. It's our government. Can you imagine? Just imagine. What about this whataboutism? I love whataboutism. I'm about whataboutism. Consistency, experience, history. All necessary to understand what's taking place. It's the left. What about us? I mean, the world began today. No, actually, it didn't. Thank the Lord. Can you imagine if somebody around Barack Mailhouse Benito Obama had done what this rogue CIA operative did to our president? What do you think Adam Schiff would say? What do you think the New York Times would say? What do you think Jeremy Peters would say? They'd be appalled. They'd want to get to the bottom of it. And you know what? The Republicans would join them. Ben Sass and Mitt Romney, this is, this is awful. This is grave. We need to get to the bottom of this. Instead, look at these two clowns. And they're not alone. I haven't heard from many of the Republican senators. Have you? No, and you won't. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Examples of the inaccuracy of the second-hand rogue CIA operative's account from Fox. The complaint stated Trump made a specific request that the Ukrainian leader locate and turn over servers used by the DNC and examined by the U.S. cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike. Request that does not appear in the transcript at all. Trump mentioned CrowdStrike. He didn't demand any servers. According to the whistleblower complaint by mid-May, U.S. diplomat Kurt Volker sought to contain the damage from Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani's outreach to Ukraine. Well, that's not accurate. A July 19 text message from Volker to Giuliani showed that Volker had in fact encouraged Giuliani to reach out to Ukraine, even sending Giuliani a message reading, connecting you here with 
Andrei Yermak, who's very close to President Zelensky. And there's others. That's the problem with using hearsay. And yet, you're going to find reporters on every single channel going, what about this and what about it? So automatically, Trump's on defense. Giuliani's on defense. The Republicans are on defense. For what? For nothing. For absolutely nothing. All right, let me see what I'm doing here. My printer's going nuts, Mr. Producer. Can you hear it in the background there? It's, ladies and gentlemen, the printer is actually printing on its own. I feel like, uh... all right, I'm looking for it, Mr. Producer. Maybe you can send me something if you get my, oh, here it is. Never mind. I'm looking for my ad list. Found it. I've got so many documents here. So many things I'm pulling together trying to, uh, to provide you. Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the U.S. Census. 83% of burglars admitted that they specifically looked to see if there's an alarm. 20 out of every 1,000 households were burglarized in 2017. What's crazy is that only 1 in 5 homes have home security. And maybe one of the main reasons is that most companies really don't make it easy to get it. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24-7 professional monitoring. They make it easy. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Around-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When our home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm. And the call goes to the bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe. Using their video verification technology, they're able to visually confirm that the break-in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. And for my listeners, Simply Safe is a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafemark.com and get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. All right. Next hour, we're going to get to John Solomon's piece. And that piece is about the real Joe Biden story. I won't be able to read it all. It's fairly lengthy, but I'll be able to uh, give a concise overview with some of the reading from the article. It's very, very important. Don't forget, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, I will be on Hannity on Fox. It's a very, very important show. And Sean has tweeted out that he will be carrying a... uh, a statement by the president on Air Force One. Isn't that correct, Mr. Producer? Trump tweeted it out, that he will be making a statement on Fox's show. Uh, you'll have John Solomon on Fox's show, on the Hannity show, and you'll have me at 9.30, where we'll go through some of this. And we must confront the Jeremy Peters, the Phil Bumps, and all the rest of the crowd that drinks from the same, uh, same pool. Mr. Producer, find me either a very good hostile caller, an irregular American, or a very good regular American, please. KDGO, Dwayne in Colorado. How are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. It's an honor to talk with you, and thank you for your patriotism. Thank you, sir. I, um, a, lesson, a lesson I learned several times when I was in the Navy before I retired uh, it's a principle that I developed that I've been following since the Obama administration, and especially through this stuff, is truth and fact will 
always give way to perception. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're, the Democrats and the media are counting on. And I wonder, I've got a little bit different take on Adam Schiff's mm-hmm. opening remarks. I believe they were written, he was reading from a script, and I believe that they were written at the same time this complaint was written. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't see how that's... Uh, it doesn't matter. I do think what they're trying to do is drive up support for impeachment. I think that's what they're trying to do. That's what this is all... This is an all-out, full-scale war on the truth and attack on the President of the United States. They view this as their last chance. Their last chance. They're putting everything on the line, including their majority in the House in the next presidential election. I'll be right back. here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I guess what Trump should have said in the phone call is, look, President of Ukraine, whatever you do, don't look into Joe Biden. Or Hunter Biden. Don't look into them. Like the senator from Connecticut, Chris Murphy, who should be facing expulsion today if Trump's to face impeachment. Are the three clowns of the apocalypse... There's always three-something of an apocalypse. Little Dick Durbin. I'll have another drink, Leahy. And, boy, I'm lucky I'm not there. Menendez, meaning prison, who all wrote a letter demanding that Ukraine help investigate Trump. So I'm sure they're getting whiplash over there in Ukraine with the Democrats. Investigate Trump. Don't investigate Biden. That's what they've said. Now, if this rises to an impeachable offense, of course, the president didn't say these things. The Democrats have said much worse. They're not facing ethics investigations. They're not facing expulsion. They're not facing anything. They don't get editorials in the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. The constipated news network. Do they not look constipated on that network? The late, great Wolf Blitzer. I mean, the guy, you know, you understand. Dummy Lemon, Fredo Cuomo, fake Jake tapped out Tapper. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a clown show. John Solomon. These one secret memos cast out on Joe Biden's Ukraine story. I want to ask the chairman of the appropriate committees in the United States Senate, the Republicans. I must demand on the behalf of the millions of people in this audience that you start doing your damn jobs and hold hearings on Hunter and Joe Biden Chris Hines stepson of John Kerry it's about damn time you get to the bottom of this stuff we've got some patriots in the house not enough but some who are doing everything they can in the minority you're in the majority You sit there with that glum, stupid look on your collective faces. You've got these clown libertarians in the Senate with the open... You know, we need more refugees in this country. There's an article out today 
that we have more foreign-born people living in America today as a percentage of the population than we have had in over 100 years. But Mike Lee doesn't think that's enough. Mike, feel free to call me. But I've had it with the Charles Koch agenda. I've had it. And same with that, uh, that little rat fink, Rand Paul. Sorry, it's my view. Nasty little fella. Rand Daddy's calling. Ron's calling. Rand Daddy, Ron, Rand, whatever. And by the way, where are these senators? How come they're not holding press conferences defending their president? the hell's wrong with these people? Do they understand we're under attack? Can't they put country first for one in their pathetic, once in their pathetic lives? John Solomon. Everybody else is doing the heavy lifting about the truth. Former Vice President Joe Biden has locked into a specific story about the controversy in Ukraine. He insists in spring 2016 he strong-armed Ukraine to fire its chief prosecutor solely because Biden... By the way, over at the New York Slimes, you might learn something here. Jeremy. What's that guy's name again? Jeremy. Jeremy Peters. Hello. You might actually learn something. Philly Bump over there at the Washington... You might learn something from John Solomon. Well, he insists that in the spring of 2016, he strong-armed Ukraine to fire its chief prosecutor solely because Biden believed that official was corrupt and inept. Not because the Ukraine was investigating a natural gas company, Burisma Holdings, that hired Biden's son, Hunter, into a lucrative job. Folks, you must be conspiracy theory. You must be imagining things to believe that Joe Biden would intercede on behalf of his son. Joe Biden's a good government guy. That's all. He reached, there's 193 countries there. He reached into the Ukraine and said, hey, look, this prosecutor's a bad guy. Get rid of him. He didn't reach into Zimbabwe. He didn't reach into Cuba. He didn't reach into North Korea or China. No. He had this prosecutor on his mind. Got to get rid of that prosecutor. He's corrupt. You know, unlike Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch and Jim Comey. No, no, you have a corrupt prosecutor. You must get rid of him. And by the way, if you don't, I am withholding a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer funds. They keep talking about the Godfather movies. There you are. And Fredo Cuomo. You should know a Fredo when you see one. Well, this is Fredo Biden. Nonetheless. Just one problem with that narrative, says John Solomon. Hundreds of pages have never released memos and documents, many from inside the American team helping Burisma to stave off its legal troubles, conflict with Biden's narrative. The, this tease was actually broken on my radio show last night. And they raised troubling, the troubling prospect that U.S. officials may have painted a false picture in Ukraine that helped ease Burisma's legal troubles and stop prosecutors' plans to interview Hunter Biden during the 2016 U.S. presidential election. My goodness. Burisma's American legal representative met with Ukrainian officials just days after Biden forced the firing of the country's chief prosecutor. And they offered, quote, an apology for dissemination of false information by U.S. representatives and public figures, unquote, about the Ukrainian prosecutors. In other words, 
Biden says, this guy's corrupt. Get the hell rid of him. I'm gonna, not going to give you the billion dollars. And man, in six hours, when Biden speaks, the world listens. And they fired him. And then Burisma's American legal representatives apologized to Ukraine for the false information from U.S. representatives and public figures about their prosecutor. This is internal documents, according to the Ukrainian government's official memo of the meeting. So in other words, this whole thing that the guy was corrupt, I don't know if he was corrupt or not, doesn't matter to me. The fact that, that Biden intervened, that's what matters to me. But even Burisma's American, America's, American lawyers said, we're sorry about that. We know it's not true. See, Jeremy Peters, this is how you do a story. In addition, Burisma's American team offered to introduce Ukrainian prosecutors to Obama administration officials to make amends, according to that memo and the American legal team's internal emails. The memo and the memos raise troubling questions. Number one, if the Ukraine prosecutor's firing involved only as alleged corruption and aptitude, why did Burisma's American legal team refer to those allegations as false information? Number two, if the firing had nothing to do with the Burisma case, as Biden has adamantly claimed, why would Burisma's American lawyers contact the replacement prosecutor within hours of the termination and urgently seek a meeting in Ukraine to discuss the case? Ukrainian prosecutors say they have tried to get this information to the U.S. Department of Justice since the summer of 2018, fearing it might be evidence of possible violations of U.S. ethics laws. Too bad they didn't have a rogue CIA operative in Vice President Biden's office. First, they hired a former federal prosecutor to bring the information to the U.S. attorney in New York, who they say showed no interest. This is the Ukrainian government. Then the Ukrainians reached out to President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who now the Democrats are trying to destroy. Ukraine's new president, Zelensky, told Trump in July that he plans to launch his own wide-ranging investigation into what happened with the Bidens and Burisma. Quote, I'm knowledgeable about the situation, Zelensky told Trump, asking the American president to forward any evidence he might know about it. In other words, they want to get to the bottom of this. The issue, and by the way, don't we, the American people, have a right to know the facts before the general election? In case the dumbest man to ever serve in public office is the, is the Democrat Party's nominee? Don't we have a right to know no? Now, or I have an idea. I'll call for his impeachment before the election, too. Biden has faced scrutiny since December 2015 when the New York Slimes published a story. Jeremy Peters. Not your story. That Burisma hired Hunter Bar- Biden just weeks after the vice president was asked by President Obama to oversee U.S.-Ukraine relations. Got that? See the timing? Just weeks after Biden is appointed the point man to Ukraine, they hire Biden's son. But Adam Schiff, he sees nothing. He's Helen Keller. Nothing. That story also alerted in Biden's office that Prosecutor General Victor Shokin had an active investigation of Burisma and its founder. And remember... This company was the company that hired Hunter Biden. And he was paying him over $80,000 a month. 
Documents I obtained, says Solomon, this year detail an effort to change the narrative after the time story about Hunter Biden with the help of the Obama State Department. Ooh. Hope you're following all this. Hunter Biden's American business partner in Burisma, Devin Archer, texted a colleague two days after the time story about a strategy to counter the, quote, new wave of, of scrutiny, unquote, and stated that he and Bunner, uh, Hunter Biden had just met at the State Department. The text suggested there was about to be a new U.S. aid project the embassy is announcing with us, quote-unquote, and it was, quote, perfect for us to move forward now with momentum. Solomon says, I've sued the State Department for any records related to that meeting. The reason is simple. There's both public interest and an ethics question to knowing if Hunter Biden and his team sought state's assistance while his father was vice president. Controversy ignited anew earlier this year when I disclosed that Joe Biden admitted during a 2018 videotaped speech that, as vice president in March 2016, he threatened to cancel a billion dollars in U.S. loan guarantees to pressure Ukraine's then-president, Petro Poroshenko, to fire Shokin, the prosecutor. At the time, Shokin's office was investigating Burisma. This was the prosecutor Joe Biden wanted fired. Shokin told me he was making plans to question Hunter Biden. See, this is a real reporter. He called Shokin. Do you understand this, Jeremy Peters? And Philly Bumpkin, or whatever the hell your name is, over at the Washington Compost? Shokin told me he was making plans to question Hunter Biden about $3 million in fees that Biden and his partner, Archer, collected from Burisma through their American firm. So what they did is they trashed this prosecutor. The company's lawyers... Go back to the Ukraine afterwards, admitting we're sorry that he was trashed. Because they fed all that stuff to the media and to Biden. And now this prosecutor is saying, I wanted to question Joe Biden, uh, excuse me, Hunter Biden about $3 million in fees that he got. Him and this guy Archer. That they collected from Burisma through their American firm. Documents seized by the FBI in an unrelated case confirmed the payments, which in many months totaled more than $166,000. Some media outlets have reported that at the time Joe Biden forced the firing in March 2016, there were no open investigations. You've heard over and over again by so-called media types and Democrat mouthpieces, one and the same, that they investigated Hunter Biden and they shut it down. There was nothing there. That's a lie. Solomon says those reports are wrong. A British-based investigation of Burisma's owner was closed down in early 2015 on a technicality when a deadline for documents was not met. But the Ukraine Prosecutor General's office still had two open inquiries in March 2016, according to the official case file provided to me, writes Solomon. One of those cases involved taxes. The other allegations of corruption. Burisma announced the cases against it were not closed and settled until January 2017. After I reported it in my column, the New York Times and ABC News published similar stories confirming my reporting. So all this talk that there's no big deal when Biden talked to the prosecutor, they really weren't going after Hunter Biden, there was no ongoing investigation, is a lie. There was. Into both taxes... And corruption. 
Joe Biden has since responded that he forced Shokin's firing over concerns about corruption and ineptitude, which he claims were widely shared by Western allies, and that it had nothing to do with the Burisma investigation. Some of the new documents I obtained call that claim into question. In a newly sworn affidavit prepared for a European court, Shokin testified that when he was fired in March 2016, he was told the reason was that Biden was unhappy about the Burisma investigation. Adam Schiff, you're so useless. You're such a puke. You ought to look into this. But where the hell are the Republican senators that run these damn committees? It's unbelievable. Quote, the truth is I was forced out because I was leading a wide-ranging corruption probe into Burisma Holdings, a natural gas firm active in Ukraine, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was a member of the board of directors. Shokin testified in the European court. Jeremy Peters, how hard would it be for you guys in the New York Times to find that information? You're not looking, are you? Instead, you want to write about me. You shouldn't be writing for a weekly coupon-based newspaper. On several occasions, President Poroshenko asked me to have a look at the case against Burisma and consider the possibility of winding down the investigative actions in respect to this company, but I refused to close this investigation because they were being pressured. Shokin certainly would have reason to hold a grudge over his firing, but his account is supported by documents from from Burisma's legal team in America, which appeared to be moving into Ukraine with intensity as Biden's efforts to fire him picked up steam. I will continue in a moment. We're going to keep at it. Stay with me. If you're sitting in your car and you pull up in your driveway, keep the car running. Keep the radio on. If you're sitting around your dinner table, keep the radio on. We only have a minute here, but we're going to continue this after the break. And don't forget, an hour from now, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity. The president has tweeted out that he's going to be making a statement from Air Force One on Hannity when the show opens. So it's going to be quite a show. So Burisma, this Ukraine company that uh, had hired Hunter Biden was obviously influence peddling. There's no way around this. Their own accounting records show that it paid tens of thousands of dollars while Hunter Biden served on the board of an American lobbying and public relations firm, Blue Star Strategies, run by Sally Painter and Karen Terramoto. I know this gets a little confusing. They both had served in the Clinton administration. Just days before Biden forced Shokin's firing, Painter met with number two official, the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, and asked to meet with officials in Kiev. And I want to continue this. Again, it's Hunter Biden is in the middle of all the spokes. It's another firm in Washington, D.C., with Clintonoids and their hemorrhoids. I'll explain when we return. Mark Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. You know what I'm going to do with the John Solomon piece? Solomon piece. I have it linked on my social sites. It's going to be discussed at length on uh, Hannity tonight on Fox. So I'm going to leave it where I have. 
Um, and it just goes to show you that uh, John Solomon's a real reporter, unlike most of those who work at the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost, among others. He's really dug in. He's done interviews. And this prosecutor is speaking who Joe Biden ordered to be fired. Now, can you imagine if the president of the United States had done that in his phone call with the president of Ukraine? Uh, we, we don't have to accept the, the absolute incoherence, hypocrisy, and idiocy of the left and the media. We don't have to accept that. We have one man in Joe Biden. His family is corrupt. We have another man in Donald Trump whose family is not corrupt. Joe Biden is a buffoon. Absolute buffoon. He's been a buffoon for a long time. And it's unfortunate that he has a son like this kid, Hunter Biden. But the Democrats have apparently made children fair targets. Ask Elijah Cummings. Ask Gerald Nadler. Ask Adam Schiff. Better yet, ask Don Jr., ask Eric, ask Ivanka, ask Jared. Nobody cares about that. Have you gotten a robocall or email for a pre-approved loan or credit card? If so, watch out. You may be the target of cyber criminals trying to steal your home. And more accurately, they want the equity in your home, and then you're a sitting duck. Why? Because our personal information, home titles, mortgages, they're now online. The thief just forges your signature, so it appears you sold your home to him. And all this is going on without your knowledge. Then he takes out loans against your home quickly so you don't catch on. And then he leaves you in massive debt. And no insurance, bank, or identity theft program can protect you from this. But for pennies a day, Home Title Lock can. Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage to lock it down. Your home equity is probably the biggest asset you have. Your emergency fund, your school fund your retirement fund. Now imagine it's all gone, and before you know it, the thief has taken it. I'm on a mission to protect you, my listeners, so I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. So please go to HomeTitleLock.com, enter your address to see if you're already a victim, and so you can also get the 60-day free, that is risk-free days, 60 risk-free days. So please visit HomeTitleLock.com, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Let's listen to Nancy Pelosi. Now, we listen to her not because we want to be informed, but because I need to mock her. Cut 10, Mr. Producer, go. So when people say to me, what made you change my mind? I didn't change my mind. I've always been on the course. Well, you can't change your mind because you don't have a mind. <laughs> and I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but it's quite... Remarkable that Nancy Pelosi is the great defender of our Constitution. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Just ask her. Go ahead. I knew the facts as we honor our Constitution. You're not honoring the Constitution, you idiot. And you're not pursuing the facts. In fact, the only Constitution you're honoring is the old Soviet Constitution. Do you think you're messing around with here? The American people aren't stupid. We know exactly what the hell you're doing. Go ahead. And the facts are these, that the president of the United States and his actions in a telephone call with a a head of state betrayed his oath of office. No, he didn't. 
He didn't betray his oath of office at all. Why are they even having these hearings if this is their conclusion? Why do they even bother? I'll tell you why. Because they're trying to drive up the president's negatives. And if they get it to a certain point, they're going to pull the impeachment trigger. Mark my words here. That's what's going on. This is all about PR and the press is in on it. This is the last great push to try and take out Trump before the election. Or to try and drive down his numbers so badly they think he can't win. This is the last great assault on Donald Trump and his administration. That's exactly what's going on here. They're putting everything into it. Everything into it. It's their battle of the bulge, if you will. It's all they have left. They're throwing everything they can think of into this. Go ahead. Our national security. Yes. And the integrity of our elections. Yes. This is about... Shut up, you idiot. Cut 11. Go. There are some in our caucus who think, let's just have an impeachment. No. Well, you just said that. You just said the president betrayed the Constitution. Is she by stupid or by... I don't know what's going on here. We need to get the facts. Need to get the facts, even though the president has betrayed the Constitution. Moron like this would be stricken from the jury in two seconds. So they want to get the facts, even though the chairman of the Judiciary Committee says the president has committed multiple crimes. They want to get the facts, even though the Speaker of the House has said the president has betrayed his oath in the Constitution, betrayed our national security, and the integrity of our elections. So what facts do they need when they're dealing with fiction? It's you. They want to persuade enough of you so they can move. Cut 12. Go. I think what the DNI did was broke the law. So she's saying now that this hero who testified today, the acting director of national intelligence, broke the law. Now let me explain something to Madam Moron. He didn't break the law. The statute is abundantly clear, and he explained it. His lawyers looked at it. The White House counsel looked at it. Office of Legal Counsel looked at it. Real lawyers looked at it. Not, you know, Adam Smith. Sif, Adam Shift. First of all, the statute doesn't apply to the President of the United States. He's not employed by the intelligence community. Secondly, in terms of urgency, uh, he explained, did the acting director, that that applies to certain aspects of the intelligence community, like their budgets and so forth like that. Third, the President of the United States is the executive branch. It's a unitary executive branch. They all work for him. She says she believes in the Constitution. Doesn't look like it. And by the way, it looks like her personal Constitution is a little upset, Mr. Producer. That look on her face, which apparently is stuck. No offense, of course. Now, she likes to make fun of other people. Why can't I? President of the United States makes the final decision because he might want to assert executive privilege under separation of powers doctrine. So Adam Schiff all day is going, you turn this information over to the president, the subject of the complaint? No, we turned it over to the Office of Legal Counsel Justice, which looks at these things as well as the White House Counsel's Office. You turned it over to the very person. See how they play? Go ahead. Law is very clear. The DNI shall convey. Yes, but shall in what context? 
Notice they're textualists now, but they're not even good at it. They cherry pick. They lie. That's what they do. They're liars. Right, Jeremy Peters? Uh, No, uh, actually uh, wrong, Mark. Should we continue with the parade of dummies? I think so. Joe Biden himself. On Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, I'll tell you. Isn't he funny? I have no idea. I never watched the the fraud. Never. Strikes me as a very stupid person. Cut 13, go. Is there a gossip element to this sort of thing, or is it just trouble you? Wow, that's, that's really impressive. He's got his 400 comic writers, but when it really comes to asking questions, he's really quite inquisitive, isn't he? Hey, look, is there a gossip element? Where's my hot dog? To this sort of thing, or does it just trouble you? I mean, it's an incoherent... Anyway, go ahead. It's, it's, you know, when you step back from it, it, this is not about me and my family. There's not one single solitary uh, legitimate journalist well, in the world. Well, that's true. Doesn't seem like there's one single solitary legitimate journalist in the world. There's a handful. But go ahead. Any credibility this. They've debunked no, right. all of what he's had to say. And, and he's right that he has the New York Times in his back pocket, the Post. He's got fake Jake. Tapped out Tapper in his back pocket, which is a little unseemly, but there he is. And the rest of them. So he knows it. Go ahead. Since Giuliani started this a while ago. But, um, what no, I, no, what no. I your do- son started this a while ago, and you started this a while ago. Hey, Jimmy, why don't you ask him any questions? But he can't, Jimmy. Go ahead. About as I do worry about all the other families that can't take care of themselves and what's happening with this president and his. Are, are you a joke? You can worry about the families that can't take of themselves, can't take care of themselves, but you can also answer questions about your corruption. Go ahead. Constant diversions. Yeah, right. Cut fourteen. Go. The thing I learned, we learned, we all learned recently, is that statement that. Uh, the 2,000-word statement released was that um, talked about getting the Justice Department engaged in this. I mean, it's, uh, it's such a blatant uh, abuse of power. Yeah, asking the Attorney General and the President of Ukraine to have his people talk to the Attorney General. First of all, about what took place in 2016. But even if it involves the Bidens, that's a horrible thing. He didn't say, get Biden, get Hunter. And remember, he had no idea that his discussion would be made available to Congress, to the media, and to the general public. So he could have said those things. He didn't say any of those things. He didn't say what the senator from Connecticut said, Murphy. He didn't say what those, the three stooges of the apocalypse. There's so many stooges. Durbin, Leahy, and Menendez wrote to the general prosecutor in Ukraine. He never said anything like that. He never said anything like what Joe Biden said. And none of this involved the president's family, as it did with Hunter Biden. But Jimmy Kimmel, who has applesauce for a brain, uh, this is what he does. Cut 15, go. Well, back when, when they were holding up before uh, Trump got elected, and they were holding up... Uh, By the way, does uh, this sound like a guy who has any energy whatsoever? Hey, uh, where's my Metamucil? What? What? 
Yeah, I like the orange, Metamucil. Uh, Mr. Biden, uh, you okay? No, my my uh, my gastro area so it's 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 acting up. I uh, I, I need my Metamucil. Go ahead nomination of the, the president put forward for the Supreme Court. Merrick really Garland. Merrick, really now, he couldn't me. remember Merrick Garland's name. So Jimmy Kimmel had to say Merrick Garland. What does Merrick Garland have to do with it? You know why Mitch McConnell didn't proceed with Merrick Garland, ladies and gentlemen? Because he remembered what Joe Biden said as a young whippersnapper when he had his newly drilled cornrow being put into his head. Uh, he remembered what, uh, what Joe Biden said. He said something to the effect that we're not, don't you send anybody up here, President Bush, in the last year or so of your, of your presidency, because we're not going to act on them. It's not fair. We have a presidential election. Let the people decide on the president, and then the president will decide on who to nominate to the Supreme Court. That, in so many words, is what Biden and the Democrat Party said. So what did Obama do? The great... Scalia, and man, do we miss him. Passes away within that time frame, give or take. And Obama nominates Merrick Garland. And then, of course, Joe Biden switches positions. And so do the media. Wait a minute, we opposed uh, doing it. Now we support it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why Merrick Garland never got a hearing and never got a vote. Because they followed the Democrat rule. But I don't know what the hell this has to do with anything. I'll be right back. Mark in. Did I mention I'll be on Hannity on Fox tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. You're not going to want to miss this show, the whole show, but especially me. Say that with all due humility. Would it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Well, keep dreaming. Remember that show I did on Life, Liberty, and Levin? With Dr. Robert Epstein? Remember that show? In 2016, the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. These big tech companies that restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't want them using my web history or video searches against me, do you? That's why I use ExpressVPN every time I go online. It's the best protection there is. When I use ExpressVPN, these tech companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked and made anonymous. You can keep your privacy. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and Internet bad guys. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's expressvpn.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. All right. Marie, Waterford, Virginia, XM Satellite, how are you? I'm great, Mark. I am so honored to talk to you. Thank you. I'm a mom of nine children. Nine, that's all? 
received their many of their civics lessons in the car driving to their brothers and sisters sporting and dancing events mm. and i am so thankful for everything that you have done thank you for me and my family thank um, you. i mean that with all my heart i am a substitute in the loudon county public school <clears throat> and this morning um i was appalled as the classroom in middle school had to listen to the CNN 10, quote, civics lesson that they received um, on their television. It was reported as, and I'm looking at it right now, a down-the-middle explanation of events surrounding the impeachment inquiry <laughs> is our first topic today. And I can tell you it was not down-the-middle. Um, I have a son who just started college this year, and last year he complained to me about how they had to watch CNN 10 in their history class uh, every morning. And he, uh, because he has listened to you and uh, we've discussed things over the years, he was, um, you know, clued in to the liberal media and very frustrated that he had to sit there and listen to that as, as, you know, it's it's so outrageous that these public-slash-government schools are now being used to propagandize and indoctrinate our children while most people are at work. Some can homeschool, some can't. Some can afford alternatives, some can't. And then they get into colleges and universities where you have these ten- tenured Marxists. They're pushing this New York Times crap about 1619. And then you wonder why. Our kids and our children think the way they think. It's so important. You're a mother of nine. You're obviously doing a magnificent job educating your children. It's so important to be involved in your kids' lives, as we have been with all of ours. And I want to thank you for your call. God bless you, my friend. But we're out of time now. Folks, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all those who protect us. I want to salute you, too, patriotic Americans. I will see you in 30 minutes on Hannity on the Fox News channel. And I want to thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hang in there. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.